This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life. Only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland, co-founder and CEO of Visionary Wealth Advisors. And today I've got Noah Cochran with me. Noah, how you doing? I'm doing great, man. It's good to be talking with you. Yeah, it's good to have you. You are a uh, ultra runner. You are, I came across your name from Chad Wright or, uh, you know, he was on, uh, I guess, Last Man Standing. That was when? Back in May? Uh, that was That was middle of June. Okay, middle of June. So uh, you are an ultra runner, man. So I've got a lot of questions for you today that uh, I find, and I'm, I'm assuming a lot of that has to do with right up here. If you're watching this, you see me pointing to the mind. If you're listening, I'm pointing to the brain. Lots of questions, man, that we're going to talk about. But what what's made Noah Cochran the man you are today, being the ultra runner that you are and the success that you're having in that world? Man, you know, I think a lot of it just goes with how I was brought up and raised by my parents. Uh, you know, they're both uh, successful in, in what they do. And, and just, I think it was instilled in me from a very young age to, to try and give everything I had in whatever I decided to do. And that's, that's just become my goal. Uh, ever since I was little is, you know, as a man and a human to be the best that I can be and to pursue excellence in everything that I do. Uh, cause it's not worth doing if you don't do that. That's and right. so a lot of, you know, a lot of credit goes to them. Well, that's awesome to hear that. So walk us through, you're obviously a young man, I think, what, 21 years old? Yeah. Something like that. Yes. Yeah, a 21 year old man. So I'm, I'm a lot older than you. And, uh, it, but yet I've, I've got children, right? My oldest one went to be a freshman today in high school. I've got a seventh grader, fifth grader, first grader. So to us parents, that, that a lot of parents and successful business leaders listen to the show. And so for us parents, where, where are we maybe messing up? Like what did your parents do right to, to, to help you get there? Because I, I never want to be that dad per se, right? That's just nonstop pushing the kid and trying to make them do something they don't want to do. But you also don't want them just go sit in the room and play video games all day. So where do you think that happy medium is? Yeah, I mean, that's a tough balance. And, you know, I, I just don't, I don't think that they could have done it any better, really, because, you know, everything that I've decided to do was my own decision. You know, they didn't make me run and they didn't make me do anything that I've done but but they always created an environment where they encouraged me uh to do what I love but to not didn't force me ever to do it uh I mean especially when you're like me kind of stubborn and hard-headed you know if I was ever forced to do something that probably meant I wasn't gonna do it that's right Uh, you know so they Neither one of them forced me to do anything, but, you know, whenever I showed an, even an inkling of an interest in, you know, whether it was soccer when I was really little or basketball or uh, running a little later on, you know, it was just super supportive, super encouraging and tried to help help me in any way they could. 
Yep. So, so talk to us about this ultra running, right? You're hearing more and more of that. I think there's becoming more of these races around the country and probably around the world. But when, when the average person like myself hears ultra running, what, what are we actually talking about when you say ultra running? Yeah. You know, uh, an ultra marathon is just anything over the marathon distance, 26.2. So, you know, you could literally be talking about a 50 K, which is 31 miles or, or a hundred miles or 200 miles or, uh, you know, we're all, we're pushing the envelope all the time. So just anything past that could, you know, shoot for the stars. Right. Uh, but you know, all of that encompasses ultra running and it's just this thing that I think has caught on to people who want to push their limits and see how far they can go. And, and I'm, I'm one of those people. That's amazing. So let's get, just to give a little street cred to you. So you've won a hundred mile race before you've done this last man standing, which I've heard, and you can tell me you've done a, a lot of these things is probably one of the most crazy races in America, but uh, explain that to us. Chad Wright, who was on the podcast, you know, probably a year ago, uh, he won that. And, uh, but you also got him though. So if Chad's listening right now, we know that Chad is one to one. You got him in the hundred mile deal. He, he got you in the last man standing, but just explain that race and describe it in detail as much as you can and what goes on in that, you know, 20, 30, 40 hours sometimes for people. Yeah, man. Uh, the what, the race you're talking about, the second time me and Chad raced was at, it's called the Mid-State Mile, and it's in Franklin, Tennessee. And uh, it was actually, this was the first year they ever did it. Um, hopefully it'll be a, you know, a annual thing, uh, annual get together up there yeah. in the middle of Tennessee. But it's a, it was a last man standing race, which that's another little like subset of ultra running that is also caught on. And it was an untraditional last man standing. Cause the, the way that that's kind of cut on is um, a 4.1 mile loop or something like that. And every hour on the hour, well, this was a 1.1 mile loop to be done every 20 minutes. And uh, that sounds so easy, but yeah, It gets hard, trust me, and this one particularly got hard because there was 330 feet of elevation gain and loss each 1.1-mile loop. So it was – I mean, it was a heck of a course, man. So this isn't running your your eight-minute mile or your six-minute mile. This is – I mean, this is getting after it. And so just to to recap what you said, so there's 20 minutes – you got to get that loop in in that twenty minute period because the next loop is starting on the on the every twenty minutes on the on the on the minute really to the yep. second. So if it takes you sixteen minutes, well then you have four minutes to rest. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a that's a better breakdown of it right there. Yeah. That 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 helps people understand like you know if you come in with ten minutes, you have ten minutes to rest. But man, like that's a lot of beating you're doing right. on your legs. Right. So. A lot of downtime too. Get those muscles uh, to be less warmed up and ready to go. And right, so, did yeah. you have a process going into that? I mean, I know talking to Chad, he had a process and 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 all that stuff. Obviously, you don't just show up and run this thing because you ran for twenty plus hours. Yeah. So, tw- so basically, a day you ran this one point one mile loop, and every twenty minutes you had to get it going again. And it also the the ups and downs, the hills. It also was like a monsoon pouring, like you wouldn't believe through that. Um, so talk to us about the prep work leading up to that. Well, uh, believe it or not, man, I actually was using this race as prep work, uh, more than, more than anything. Uh, <laughs> like I'm, you know, my, my wheelhouse is hundred miles and beyond trying try to have more success in horses. And, you know, I just use this one as, you know, I kind of got in at last minute. Uh, you know, it was kind of created, I think through this, 
through this pandemic and yep. it was just uh put together and you know I, I know the race directors and they're awesome and and i just wanted to do it and just kind of go out there and see what i could do so i used it as just a way to get a lot of time on my feet and a lot of climbing in and but i did prep for it you know i, I wanted to go in and and have a nutrition plan and have a and have a plan for when i was going to come in every loop and yep. and uh, i ended up going too fast but <laughs> is that know. right yeah, so that's man. really why you, uh, you know, why you weren't the last man standing, if you will, is because you, you can, yeah, you can overdo it, right? And then your body oh, yeah. just gives up. Yeah, man. Chad was probably dead last coming in each loop. And then guess what? He was the last yeah. man standing. You know, that's the goal, man. It ain't, the goal is not to win each loop. The goal is to be, be the, last the man. only one running at the end. Yeah. And we say man, but it's last woman, last man, whoever. There's men yeah, and women in it, which is amazing. And so, uh, yeah, because I think he was coming in at like the 17 or 18 minute mark, right? For like the yeah, like for, since the first loop. Yeah, 18 at best. You know, it was 18, 18:30, and then you know he was, uh, but he never, never cracked. Uh, it was, it was perfect strategy. Yeah. So what do we do as the normal, you know, what I would call the normal athlete that's just going out and maybe a guy like me may run a couple miles and, you know, come back and do some stretching and some, you know, exercise. Like where are we messing up? Do you think on the running side of things? Well, I mean, as far as, as far as like why you're not going further or yeah, I mean, why we and maybe what are we doing wrong? Like, like I guess let me ask you a better question because that was not a very good question. But the pre and post side of things, like, what are you doing to just go out? Do you just put your shoes on, lace them up, and let it rip and go run? Do you do like a stretching? Like, what are you doing pre-run to go out and make things happen to where your body's in the best situation possible? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of that comes down to sleep and nutrition and how you take care of yourself. Uh, you know, so I'll start with. I try to get nine hours of sleep every night. That's not always possible. And I know that's not definitely not always possible for people who have, you know, way more responsibility and kids and everything else. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I think get as much sleep as you can. And I eat as clean as I can. I eat only whole foods, you know, lots of fruits and vegetables, lean meat, and uh, try to avoid any processed sugar, any artificial food, any anything like that. So that, you know, I, okay. I'm never – feeling run down or, you know, it, it is so rare for me to ever feel sick, you know, and I'm super blessed by that. But I do think a lot of that is attributed to how I eat and how I sleep. And then just whenever, you know, pre-run and post-run, I take care of myself. If there's something nagging, you know, I'll get on a foam roller. I don't do any of that excessively uh, because I think I, during training, I should let my body recover on its own and not try to force the issue by, you know, yep. constantly icing or anything like that. But, you know, if there is something that comes up, I like to address it. And I think that just keeps me, keeps me rolling. Yep. Yeah. I see your, your picture, your boy, Tom Brady back there above your shoulder. So that's, that's the guy that talks about the, the foam roller and the, you know, the muscles being lean and mean and doing all that kind of stuff. So you're a big believer in that for us. It's not necessarily just about the weights and, and getting stronger. It's about making those muscles uh, leaner and meaner. Yeah. And, and, you know, I didn't even mention that. I do believe that I, I'm a, I'm a proponent of strength training as well. You know, I, I don't just run. I, uh, I really like to squat and deadlift. Um, you know, I think you have to be careful with some of that because yep. my goal is to be a better runner. So I'm not trying to really necessarily lift heavier and heavier. I'm just trying to supplement and uh, yeah. stay strong. Yep. Yeah, because that's important there. So talk to us about that food. You talk about the whole food stuff. So what's the typical day look like, you know, for Noah, Noah Cochran here? What's a typical eating day look like? 
Uh, well, it's pretty easy because I pretty much eat the same thing every day. It's kind of boring, I guess, but it, it works, man. I, uh, I usually wake up and have uh, a couple eggs, usually three to four. Okay. And, um, and this is I'll, before you go do anything. You haven't run or worked out or anything yet, or have you? No, yeah. I usually, man, I, when I run changes all the time, but okay. uh, yeah, I, I'll – I'd say the majority of the time I will have already ran. And pardon my ignorance here, I should know this, but do you have another job as well or is running your actual job? Yeah, I, I work down at a state park here. Okay. Uh, my house. Yeah. So you have yeah. your, your normal kind of whatever you would call your eight to five job and then you've got to go run and get all that stuff in either before or after or during work. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah so breakfast, you know, wh- whether I've, you know, most of the time I've ran before, sometimes not, but it's usually the same thing. It'll just be the eggs and then, uh, I usually make like a bowl with Greek yogurt and put nuts, uh, like almonds and walnuts and bananas, strawberries, blueberries and that. And then uh, lunch will usually be uh, just some more fruit and like a like a turkey sandwich or something without yep. the bread. <laughs> okay. You know, and or a salad or something, you know, with uh, some lean meat on it. And then dinner is that that's what varies the most. But a typical dinner would just be something like grilled chicken or um, ground sirloin and, um, and then like a, a couple of vegetables and then, uh, white potatoes or sweet potatoes. And that's, that's okay. pretty, pretty typical. And that's it. So no more snacking and not a lot of, so you're not a big, huge protein person and, and you can still last these hundred mile races and not run out of energy or the body shut down. Yeah. I, well, I mean, I do try to get a lot of, you know, I, in the morning getting protein from, from the eggs and then, yep. I mean, I try to have a, you know, components from protein, fat, and carbohydrates in every meal. And I, I think I do a pretty good job of that. Yeah, that's awesome. So what are you doing on these 100-mile races? I think the biggest thing for me is is the thinking standpoint, right? You you get to the point, whether you're a person that runs, you know, a couple miles a day or you're running 100 miles in a day or you're running for literally a day, um, what, what are you doing in your mind to not give up and, and, and just, you know, like, yeah, just give up? Yeah, well, I think one reason that I don't even really have to battle that like some people do, uh, you know, because most people talk about, you know, you're going to have a hard time in a 100 mile where you want to quit. Man, I've never had that. And and I think <laughs> that's partially because I go into these things knowing why I'm doing it before I even start. Like if you haven't worked that out in your head, you will reach a point 70 miles in where you're like, why am I doing this? And right, this is dumb, that, right. Yeah, and if you have to answer that at that point in the race, you're probably going to quit. Right. But I've answered that beforehand, man. It's because I want to be out there running. I want to see what I can do for 100 miles. So that never even comes up. Well, I love that because I always tell people when you have a, you know, if I'm getting the person being asked the questions, I talk about that all the time, is when you know your why, any house possible, right? So you know why you're doing it. Right. Going out and running for a day is, is that's the deal. You know why. But there's got to be more to it, in my opinion, than just, I want to see what I'm capable of. Because sooner or later, it gets to a point where, okay, I've done this 100-mile deal. Is it, well, now I got to do 150 miles? Or is it, but like, what is the actual why behind it? Are you trying to be this professional runner? You want to be the best runner in the world? Like, what is the why? Oh, yeah. I mean, when it comes down to that, you know, I want to be just as, you know, I want to be as good as I can be. But, you know, at the same time, I want to be the best in the world. (laughs) I don't, you know, I don't 
want to like put down anybody else or, or I don't want to diminish other people's success or, or worry about what anybody else is doing, but I do want to be the best at what I do, which yeah. is running a hundred miles and, and beyond. And, you know, and you can always run further or you can run a hundred miles faster. You know, there's a lot of yeah. ways to improve. So who's the, uh, who's the Tom Brady of the hundred mile race? Oh man. I don't, I don't even know that there is one really. Okay. Uh, maybe it's because of how young, ultra running is sure. but it's just you know there's plenty of guys who are who are killing it right now and and you know i want to as i grow older and get more opportunities uh definitely be in that category and even you know be the standard so how many times have you been in a run and uh and i asked this for my measly little you know triathlons i've done in the past where you literally in your mind you think i may actually pass out or die right <laughs> have you actually had those moments no, man, I really haven't. I really so even haven't. the last man standing, when you're running for 20-something hours, you eventually you had to quit, right? And I hate to use the, the Q word, but you eventually had to stop running, so maybe we'll say that. Yeah. Well, what was going that, on to stop running in 20-something hours? Yeah, even in that, you know, I, I got out because I didn't make it back in 20 minutes, you know. I, okay. I, I missed it by like six or seven seconds, you know, and uh, the, believe it or not, man, my mind was fine. I mean, I – You'd have kept going if it was 10 seconds earlier. Yeah, good grief, dude. I wanted to keep going. I mean, that's that's the difference. Like, I, I signed up to keep going and to be right. the last man standing. You know, I didn't make it back, so I had to uh, – believe it or not, my mind wasn't breaking down, really. I mean, I guess you could argue it was, but, but my, I mean, my legs would not bend anymore. Like, going down those hills, I was – freaking collapsing dude yeah <laughs> it's like so yeah the body was just breaking down and um and do you think that was nutrition was that pre-training since you kind of did this thing last minute what was that uh i mean i think i was just i think it was just the beating i was giving myself coming in in about 11 minutes every time or yeah. 12 minutes oh yeah yeah like i just i just think i took it out way too fast yeah. You jumped out of, the, out of the blocks way too fast to, to yeah. do that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, Are you familiar with David Goggins? Have you read his book, Last Man Standing, and all those races and all the crazy things he's done? Yeah, I've actually uh, I've actually read um, – I don't even remember what it was called. I think I Can't read – Can't Hurt Me or something? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I read Can't Hurt Me, and uh, I've I've seen some of his stuff, man. He's he's uh, he's awesome to yeah. awesome to watch and listen to. I thought to. you were going to say you beat him in a race too. No, no. I've never, I've never had the – had the pleasure of racing him, but but you I would beat him. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. I like it. I like it. Uh, what do your parents think of this, man? They think you're crazy, or are they like ultra runners and outdoor runners as well? Well, my dad uh, is a runner, and my mom. My mom's never really ran, but she, you know, she likes to walk a lot and, yeah. and exercises and you know everything. But my dad is a runner. He's ran several marathons and used to be into triathlons. Okay. But he still thinks I'm nuts. Yeah. You know, it's he's he's never thought about going much past twenty six point two. So yeah. So, he so thinks most I'm people crazy. can't break the mental barrier of even getting past the half marathon, right? So. Right. Um, I mean, I guess again, to ask the same kind of question, but, but why, like, why do you think you wanted to do the hundred mile thing versus, Hey, I just want to be a good marathon runner. Well, I'll, I'll first explain why I want to run at all. And that's just because I literally think it is the most pure form of exercise that you can do. It is, it is so simple as you don't need any equipment. It is one foot in front of the other, powered by nothing but your own will and determination to keep moving forward. Yep. I mean, that's it, you know, and, and we're, we're meant to run, man. Uh, and I just, 
I just feel like I'm meant to run. And so it's hard to explain beyond that. And then as far as ultras, you know, I've always gravitated towards longer and longer. Yeah. And, you know, I like the short stuff too, but I just, I have, I think I have a unique ability to not break down over long distances, you know, I mean, and I still break down, but you know, I think that's where my talent is. Sure. So what are you doing now to stay a student in the game and, and be, uh, you know, because obviously you want to get better, right? And you got to learn from every race you do, but there's also the, the pre and post work you got to do by maybe it's reading, maybe it's doing whatever. So what are you doing to stay a student in the game? Oh, for sure. Yeah, I, I'm constantly looking up uh, nutrition and how to, how to dial in my race day nutrition and just everyday nutrition. And uh, just looking at, you know, I'm a big anatomy uh i don't know what the word is fan like i i love i have anatomy apps on my phone i have anatomy textbooks that i just went and bought just because i like to study the human body and how it works i should probably be going to school for that but (laughs) i'm not i (laughs) i just enjoy looking at it on my own and and you know i think over the years i've i've taught myself and you know studied the biomechanics and how muscle muscles fire and everything. And it's, it's really helped me understand more. So I, I look yeah. at, I look at studies all the time of blood lactate levels and, and, you know, lactate threshold and p- blood pH and everything to try to understand wow. like why I can go as long as I can and then how to go further. Right. And I, that's what I, one of the things I've gotten from that Goggins book is, is what did you say? You callous your mind, right? So we all believe that, we're at a level when we're out for a run or you're in a business meeting or whatever it may be. He's really saying you're really at about 40% of what your body can tolerate. And I think what I'm learning from watching guys like you and, and Jesse and Chad and David Goggins is that, man, we are, we, the human body is capable of so much, right? It can be just actually beaten alive, but yet our minds are the things that, that slow us down. And that's the stuff I love talking about because again, we're talking about hundred mile races here, but it may be, taking that risk and doing something in the boardroom, right? Right at work and, and betting on yourself and building this business or doing that thing or this thing. I just, I just think, man, it's, it's, we, we've so much calloused our mind and, and we live in this comfort zone of trying to break through it. Don't you think? Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It's, we, we inhibit our own success more than any outside force <laughs> yeah. does. And, and I think that's, you know, I, I, I like to tell people I've become, my own worst nightmare. <laughs> like I, I supply more pressure to myself than, than it than anybody else could even possibly come close to. Right. And I think, I think what that's done, it, it can kind of be a double-edged sword. It can kind of break you down by doing that so much and so hard, but it's also made it to where, well, kind of like the title of Goggins books, you can't hurt me. Right. Yeah, you got that mental mind. It's almost your your uniform, if you will. It's like you cannot hurt me. So, so what is that thing? So, if I have a block at say running a, a marathon, what is what is your block right now? Where you look at that race and say, "Wow!" Like I don't know, man. Is there anything out there? No, anything out there that I think I couldn't couldn't tackle yeah. or something? No, no, absolutely not, man. I, I, you know, if if there was an opportunity to to run nonstop till I till I died, I would I would. I would think I could do it. So you're willing to die for it. Yeah. You know, I, sometimes people, people 
are questioning whether I take that serious, but I mean, right. I, I, I would be willing to die on a race course, man. I really man. would. Yeah, and see, that's something right there, right? That most people are not willing to do that. Like I'm not willing to go run and, and, and die. Right. It's just, right. it's not in my DNA uh, to do that. And so, uh, you know, I think Robbie Ballinger was on the podcast. I don't know if you know Robbie or not, but uh, he ran across the country from, I think from LA to New York in 75 days. You ever thought about doing something like that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, not anytime soon. Uh, there's a couple races out there like Badwater and yeah, and ideas like running across America that I definitely am interested in, but I've kind of put on the back burner, Tom, a little bit older. Yeah. Um, just because there's other things that I want to do right now, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So what's your passions now? Like, what do you, what do you hope to get from this world of running? I mean, you obviously probably, I would assume, want to make an impact in other people's lives. And I know you're doing the 30 days of excellence with Jesse Itzler and Chad Wright and those guys, but like, what, what is that passion? What's that purpose right now in your life? Yeah, uh, man, it's crazy how I've already seen, um, God use my running to impact other people. And that's, that's what I hope to hope to do. Uh, you know, like just the, just a basic level of it. Of course, I want to get as good as I can in running, but more importantly, I want to make an impact in other people. Yep. And this is my avenue to do it just because it's where I've been blessed, you know, to, to have a talent and it's my sure. love. And, you know, how I've already seen God work in that way is incredible because I never really, it's hard to just think that like by me running could impact people, but it really has, man, the messages I've gotten and the people that have told me, you know, just how it inspires them or anything like that. It, it freaks me out that what I do inspires people, but, right. but I'm glad it does. And I try to use that as an opportunity to, yeah. to talk to them about things that matter a little bit more than running. Yeah. Well, I think you're in a field, right? There's so many of us, like it's inspiring. It's like, I just don't understand how you could go run a hundred miles. It just, again, and I'm, I think I'm pretty strong mentally, right? When it comes to the business side and yeah. I, I think I'm very strong mentally, but there we all have our, our limit, right? Of where we can go. And I think it's pushing through that limit and that's where people want, right? That they, whether you listen to this podcast or others, somebody's looking for that magic sauce that, you know, that magic recipe to get us to that next level. And I think, you know, hearing people like you, it's, it's, you're not, you're not, you know, curing cancer here or doing rocket science, right? You're just one step in front of the other and not giving up. No. And I'll be the first to admit that like, man, you're getting inspiration from me. That's, that's crazy. Like there's so many people, people out there that I I would, I would look to more than me, but uh, there is just something about it that I guess just uh, connects with people. Yep. So uh, what's next? What's the next race for you? Man, I, I wish I knew. With yeah, all that's true. Things, this COVID stuff. Yeah, man. If, uh, but if everything, you know, everything kind of stays better and, and things quit canceling, the next big A race that I'm targeting is the Pinhody 100 in November. Okay. And where's that at? That, that will be in uh, North Alabama. It's a point-to-point 100 uh, on the Pinhody Hill. So I'm looking. And uh, you cut out right there, but you said it's a point-to-point 100 miler on what? Yeah, in uh, in northern Alabama, okay, on the Penhody Trail. Okay, okay. So you start at one spot and go a hundred miles away and in there. Yep. <laughs> so you gotta have somebody drive your car over there and pick you up, huh? Yeah, my dad will be uh, 
be crewing me on that mm-hmm. one just like he does on uh, every race. So Yeah. So dad's there, and so what's that process? He, he go out maybe, what, 10, 20, 30 miles and then has some water and gels and different things for you, or what's that yeah, like? Yeah, he'll just drive to the different aid stations uh, set up on the course, um, and then, yeah, we'll have the plan ready. That's amazing, man. How cool. And what a cool moment for you and your dad, right? I mean, I got to think, you know, as a father, I got, man, watching my son do that, that's got to be inspiring for him. And it's got to be cool for you knowing your dad's there and with you. Yeah, dude. He, that's, uh, I mean, I mentioned, mentioned how both of my parents, uh, you know, impacted me and raised me. And my dad's absolutely my hero. You know, I've got, like you mentioned, Tom Brady on the wall, but you know, my dad's my, my hero and, and he's, he's been at every race literally my entire life there's yeah. not a single one that he hadn't been to and Isn't that amazing you know, now doing all this ultra stuff he's he's crewing me and and i get to share every every race with him so it's awesome that's cool well maybe you need to get a poster of your dad framed on your wall you can get those I made now, you know? yeah you just go up town somewhere and, and get something made you know print it out and get a poster made yeah I'm have gonna... him autograph it too while he's at it <laughs> well uh man where can our listeners find more of uh, noah cochran yeah, uh, just uh, you can look me up on Instagram. You should just be able to find it with Noah Cochran. And uh, and I've got a website if you're interested. Absolutely. Where Fire away. Where I post uh, race reports. It's uh, Trails and Trials. Trails and uh, Trials. And I think, too, if, if you just go to Instagram for those listening, type in Noah, N-O-A-H, Cochran, C-O-C-H-R-A-N. And uh, if you look at that, you'll find him on Instagram. And I think it's in your bio there. You just tap it, and it goes right to your deal. You can see your story, see your races, your times. And, man, I was looking at some of those things. It's just incredible how there's days you were running 25, 30, 25, 20, 30, like in four, five, six days in a row. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, so, well, man, it's been awesome having you, Noah. I appreciate the time today and just the inspiration and the message you got, man. We look forward to continuing to watch you and uh, maybe we'll have you and Chad on here sometime and you guys can talk a little trash to each other. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, he likes to talk trash. So. Yes, he does. <laughs> I like it. All right, man. Well, thanks for being with us, Noah. All right, brother. Thank you. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.